All right, the Rangers and Islanders meet on Friday night at Madison Square Garden. Just the second meeting uh, between the two rivals this season with the Rangers uh, getting that come-from-behind 3-2 win back on October 29th. And joining me today to talk Rangers-Islanders and uh, more, more so Islanders, I guess, is Mike Carver, um, WFAN producer, and you, you can hear him. And uh, Carver, when is it again? You're on the radio? Uh, I do uh, the Butch Gorn Show on Mondays on uh, HGWRadio.com. Uh, me and Butch sit down for an hour and a half and each week and talk about how great the Islanders played in the week before. So it's uh, always a tremendous listen. Well, how great they've been. They're on a, uh, a pretty bad run since going back to November 2nd. They beat the Bruins that day 3-1 to one, uh, to improve to 6-5-3 and three on the season. Since then, they've gone 3-14-4, and four, including that horrific 10-game losing streak. So, you know, what's going on here since, uh, since the beginning of November and now almost a two-month stretch of bad hockey for the Islanders? You know, it's unbelievable, Neil. It really is. Uh, all the high hopes for this team coming into the season after uh, making the playoffs last year. Uh, first month wasn't terrible. Well, you just said the record. We own all the numbers. For some reason, I don't know what it is about this team in November and December. They just uh, they always crumble. This year, it, it's got to be the defense has been terrible. I mean, brutal, the defense. They've had four or five games this year where... They've given up two or three goals in like a three or four minute stretch of a period that has just completely blown out a game for them. Um, they haven't gotten any secondary scoring. I mean, anything after Tavares Oposo and uh, or the first part of the year, Monson, and now since Vanek, uh, anything besides that line has done nothing for them. Uh, they've gotten bad goaltending. Uh, but really, I think a lot of the bad goaltending does have to do with the defense. Defense has been embarrassing. I mean, and that's been the biggest problem. And, you know, it's very strange because, you know, they – they thought they finally turned the corner when they made the playoffs last year. It looked like this was an up-and-coming team, and really, uh, same old Islanders, Neil. That's what it's been here over the uh, the last six, seven weeks. You sort of brought up a few points that I wanted to talk about. We'll start with the first one being th- these late leads that they sort of seem to blow. And I saw um, a stat earlier today that they're only winning 44% of the time when they're leading going into the third period. The NHL average is 84%, so a 40% drop-off from the average around the league. I mean, I've seen a lot of the Islanders games this year. I've seen, you know, how they've been blowing these these leads. It seems like over the last few weeks, it's even been crazier than it has the rest of the year. So, I mean, for someone that's watched every single game of this team, you know, every single minute of this team's season, what's going on in the last 20 minutes? Uh, to be quite honest with you, Neil, the grab of the stick's too tight. I mean, I, that honestly is what it is to me. I, I think that this team's too tight. Um, you know, you want to say that they're, they're not prepared by the coach. You know, people have been wanting Capuano out for a long time. It's not going to happen. Uh, him and Gus Snow are, are locked at the hip. Uh, but, uh, it's, you know, these guys have to, have to start to step up and, and stop squeezing the stick too tight. I mean, we've got young guys here. I mean, past the virus, even guys like Josh Bailey, Michael Grabner, uh, you know, Hammett, there's all these guys. They've not now made a long-term commitment to a lot of these guys. They're not going anywhere. And for some reason, Neil, they just, for whatever reason, they are just so tight in these spots. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, that was embarrassing on Tuesday night, Neil. You saw it again. Three minutes to go, and Franz Nielsen, who is usually a very heady player, makes a terrible turnover for the first goal. And then I don't know what was going on at the end there. I mean, four guys laying on the ice on top of the back off. Who the hell knows what's happening, Neil? But I think it's just the fact that they're just freezing up. They're too tight. Well, going back to last year, it was last February after the lockout started and or after the lockout ended, for that matter. I was I was at your show live at Third and Long in, in Manhattan, and you know back then when the Islanders were struggling, you were telling me you know they got to get Capuano out. You you were all about trying to get him out. Then they you know they turned the corner. They got hot at the end of the year. They had that great 
first round or what what was actually a great first round for them considering where they've come over the years against the Penguins and it looked to me like they might become the next you know version of the Penguins this young team uh, scoring dynamic you know not really set on defense or in net but they had the players and the potential to do it up front and they've sort of dropped back now this season but you know going back to then you were against Capuano you sort of came across on him when they when they started to get hot there but are you back on uh, the get rid of Capuano? Oh no 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 nothing's changed Neil I'm not a I'm not a Capuano guy. Um, I, I prefer to see somebody else in there, but I just know the facts, and the facts are he's not going anywhere. So you're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. Uh, I would prefer to see somebody else. I mean, listen, Peter Lavi left out there, but I don't know if, if that match can be re- remade between him and the Islanders. And if, and if Capuano does go, the next guy in is Doug Wade, a guy who's already on the coaching staff. So what kind of different philosophy are you going to get there? I agree, and I think you know if if they do make that move, it's probably not for the better, considering where they are at this point in the season. But you know, going going through the rest of the year, I, I know they're playing in the East, so they have a chance to obviously come back. There's a lot of hockey to be played, and there's they're not out of it yet. If they were in the West, they'd pretty much be buried. But I mean, if they continue this way for the end of the year, do you see a move being made there on the coaching staff? I mean, I think if they continue to play this way throughout the entire season, yeah, I mean, something has to happen. I mean, if you're a fan of the New York Islanders, Neil, I mean, uh, how could you continue to go out to that arena and watch this team play with, you know, something has to change. We know that you can't get rid of all the players. We know in sports that it's not the way of life. The fans, the the few that are still going out there, and I can't believe there was 11,000 or whatever. They said 13 on Tuesday. I was in the building. It, it couldn't have been more than 11. I can't believe people are still going out there. You know, to, to see what's going on out there, you've got to give the fans something. And if at the end of the year this continues, it's going to be him. But uh, like you say, they play in the Metro Division, which, uh, as you know, being a Ranger fan and everything else going on, you know, if you can run off a six or seven game winning streak, you can get right back in there in the mix of the Rangers, the Devils, the Flyers, Carolina. I mean, all those teams are separated by a mere, you know, three to five points. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for them. But, man, they need to clean it up defensively because uh, it's ugly right now. Well, with the with the struggles, they, they call Brian Strome from Bridgeport who tore it up there and just, you know, 20 years old putting up uh, over a point a game in the AHL. Um, he's only played now two games this far. Um, you know, what do you expect from him going forward? Obviously, a young kid, a rookie, trying to break into the league. And aside from him, are there other moves that might be coming in the in the near future for this team? Yeah, you know, I love Strom, Neil. Uh, he's outstanding. Uh, another top five pick for the Islanders. They had so many there for a few years in a row. But uh, Strom's the real deal. Kid can play. He brings a lot of offensive ability to the team. I have sort of started to see a few flashes there on Tuesday night against Tampa. Uh, I don't like the fact that he's playing third line minutes. I think if you bring a kid like that up, he should be playing in the top six. He should be getting an opportunity all the time. Uh, I think eventually he will get moved up to that because, let's be honest, uh, nobody's scoring on this team. And, uh, you know, I like that he's playing with Brock Nelson, but playing with Kyle Clutterbuck, who's been a bit of a disappointment here since the Islanders traded for him in the offseason. I I mean, Stroman, you're going to start to see some things really good out of him. As far as other moves, hey, listen, uh, they've lost a lot of their trips when they made that Vanek trade in terms of draft picks. They don't have a first-round pick uh, to deal anymore. They do have some guys in the farm they could deal, but... I mean, let's be honest, where are they going on here? Uh, you know, what else can they do? Unless there's a top-level defenseman available, um, I don't see any big moves being made by them, and they're all the one big guy that they were going to bring up they already have in Ryan Strom. It's kind of crazy because if you go back to 
say let's go back to November 2nd, the day they beat the Bruins. And at that point, you know, the Rangers are struggling, coming off that month-long uh, road trip as MSG got renovated. The Islanders are flying high. They just made the deal for Vanek. And, I, you know, at the time, I thought it was a good move. But now, in hindsight, maybe maybe it wasn't because of what they lost and the way Vanek's played with them. And uh, things just didn't haven't worked out. I guess it's only been six, seven weeks. But back then, you know, I'm worried about Lundqvist uh, possibly leaving. You know, he has this the glitz and glamour of maybe going to the Islanders, making that his team. They moved to Brooklyn. He could still be the king of New York. And now here we are, you know, almost to the end of the year, just six, seven weeks later. And I'm gl- <laughs> it's kind of nuts what's happened with the Rangers and the Islanders. Not that the Rangers have been doing well, but how bad the Islanders have been. Yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, when you look back on that game, and that was a big two nights for the Islanders. They had a Friday night game in Ottawa where uh, they threw about 57, 58 shots on goal. They had a comeback in that uh, Friday night, November 1st, and then coming back the next day and beating the Bruins at the Coliseum. That was a big last, uh, really big couple of days the Islanders have had in a while, and uh, it really has gone hill- downhill. And, and, you know, I know you were in that camp, you know, that thought that Lundqvist would go away. Uh, I'm one of the guys... There was no way he was ever leaving the Rangers, Neil. You know that. The Kings not leaving the Rangers. It could never happen. And sure enough, he signs a long-term deal. Rangers have played a lot better here. Uh, it's an important game tomorrow night. It really is. Uh, this is an opportunity. Maybe a game like that could jumpstart the Islanders a little bit. I've thought that before. I mean, uh, who knows? I thought maybe we could get jumpstarted with the win in San Jose last Tuesday. They didn't. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here, Neil, but the Islanders really need this one bad. Let's do the Rangers. Rangers need it as well. I may or may not have had the Islanders in a parlay in that big uh, come-from-behind win against the Senators a couple months ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the good thing about talking to you is that, you know, it doesn't have to be just Islanders because of your knowledge of the whole game and especially the Metro teams. And now you mentioned Lundqvist here and how he struggled. But, uh, you know, being at MSG last night for, for the Penguins, I was expecting the last time I was there when they, when they you know, put it together and, and, and had a healthy beating of them. But the Penguins still getting it done without their top guys uh, in the lineup, a lot of suspensions, a lot of cheap shots going on with that team but you know with the state of the rangers uh what are your thoughts on them across town you know what i thought that was you know i couldn't really decide after i watched that game last night neil if that was a good point for the rangers or if that was a bad loss and you know what the penguins pretty much skated under the garden ice last night with Sidney crosby and an ahl team i mean they were missing malkin Latang, a bunch of other guys uh i mean a great game from Sutter. he played really well but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a good point because they came back from down 3-1, but I thought it was a bad loss because they really should have been. They had some success against the Penguins at the Garden. I thought that they could have got two points last night with the somewhat depleted Penguin club coming in. Uh, Rangers have been an up-and-down 500 team. You know that. I mean, one night you think that their world is really uh, And then the next couple games, I mean, you know what killed it for me, Neil? They had that stretch where they had, uh, I know Calgary was the last leg. What they have in before that they had, you know, Winnipeg, they had Columbus in, they had Nashville in. You know, Nashville and Columbus, I think, are the two I'm thinking about, back-to-back there. Those are four points the Rangers have to have at home, and they didn't get any of them. I mean, just a bad job by them. But then they'll come out, you know, and they'll probably beat up on the Islanders tomorrow night. Yeah, and I know that they had you know this massive homestand. Uh, I think it's eleven of twelve at home. The only one away was at Buffalo, which is pretty much a win for any team that's you know you know has any respect for themselves in the league. But they've well, been terrible I, on this. I just lost to Buffalo this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, they lose to Winnipeg. They give up five goals. Uh, they blow that game against the Devils. Lose four to three. They lose. They yeah. give up four against Washington, Nashville, and Columbus, and then four against Pittsburgh. So you know it hasn't been good, and it hasn't been really good since Lundqvist signed the extension. Yeah, no doubt about that. But, hey, they got the Islanders coming into the building tomorrow night, Neil. Anything can happen. Well, yeah, and the last thing I want to, before I let you go here, uh, 
you know, I, I've been always a guy against Michael Delzato, maybe not so much as Brian Boyle, but, um, you know, after last night, the way he played, which was just miserable on defense, you know, sliding around the ice, getting beat on that one-on-one. Um, some Islanders fans were, were saying, hey, we'll do Grabner for Delzato straight up, so would you be part of that? Um, honestly, no. Uh, I don't. I don't think it solves any of the Islanders' problems. I mean, like you just said. I mean, we've already got enough defensemen who are flopping around on the ice, getting beat one on one. I mean, do I need another guy to do that? I really don't. I need a guy who's going to be a rock back there. So uh, no, no Delgado for me, uh, Neil. Thanks. All right, Mike. Thanks for uh, your time tonight. And you know, we'll have to do this in a few weeks. Hopefully, uh, we've got two New York teams that are in the mix, and uh, hopefully, the Islanders are still alive for uh, you and your health. Absolutely, buddy. Let's do it before the uh, the big stadium series game out of Yankee Stadium. We'll touch base before then. I like that. All right, I'll talk to you later, Mike. All right, Neil. Thank you.